Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 2022 season here in the Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. My name is Rob Howden, the RTI Insider, and thank you so much for joining me for what will be my first podcast of the 2022 season. Uh, episode number 32, changing things up a little. We're not going to be going in, in such long format. It won't be right after races. Uh, idea is to potentially come up with a weekly show right around that 20-minute mark, kind of 20 minutes and out, just to kind of give something that's easier to listen to. We'll try to get to know some of the drivers we have throughout the road to Indy. And, of course, the addition of uh, USF Juniors will bring some of those drivers in as well throughout the season. Joining me today, and I think it's a perfect one, is, is a driver who really will be a championship contender this year in the Indy Lights program, Benjamin Peterson, 22 years uh, of age, uh, second year in Indy Lights. Benjamin, thank you so much for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, Rob. Um excited to finally talk some racing here after this winter here um and, and just yeah just excited for this year but but yeah look forward to talking to you i think everybody's probably feeling the same way right the, the minute we turn the calendar it's like yeah we did some off-season testing in 2021 but that's still kind of 21 you're thinking about 22 but man you come around the corner when you get back onto the racetrack we're you know a month and a half away from st petersburg it's almost time to go racing hey, yeah exactly right and i mean like you leave last season like you know, you're ready to go into the new year, then Christmas comes, the new year, and then you're just kind of sitting here like, man, I'm I'm ready to get going. It was a short break, this. but it, it felt like forever. So, yeah. um, no, we, I've been at hard work with training since last year, just trying to stay as fit as possible. A lot of sim racing. Um, I'll also be doing the, the road to Indy, uh, the eSports thing this year, just to kind yeah. of get the, the vibe going before the season starts. So, but yeah, like you said, I, I'm so excited for St. Pete just around the corner here. Let's let's talk about last year before we jump into 2022, because, you know, you look back at your career. You did uh, you did a number of years, three years in, in F4 here in the U.S. Uh, you're from Copenhagen, Denmark, but you moved when you were younger to Seattle. So you've kind of been in America in, in America. Uh, you did the F4 series. You did a bit of the F3 series that they launched a number of years ago. You paired that with your British uh, F3 program. Uh, in 2019 and 2020, you got a couple of wins each year there. Um, but but last year, and I always talk about how much people change from the start of a year to the end of the year in any program, whether it be the Road to Indy or whatever. You're obviously a different driver now than you were at the start of your rookie uh, Indy Lights campaign. But let's go back to last year and, and talk about that. It, it how let's talk about how big of a of a learning curve was it. What are your thoughts on 2021? Because man. I, I said a lot on the broadcast that you were kind of one of the guys that I looked at in the second half of the season as being one of the most consistent. Do you feel that's kind of the way the season was? Yeah, I, I think our overall progress last year was was one of the strongest in the whole field um, for a number of reasons. You know, going into Indy Lights as a rookie, a lot of tracks were new to me. I was brand new yeah. to street races, brand new to oval racing. Um, so, you know, Last year to start the season, it was a brand new experience going right into a street race um, with a new car, everything like that. Um, but yeah, over the course of the year, gaining that experience, getting to know the car, those tracks, um, there's like some obvious things you learn throughout the year with street tracks. It was like kind of like a no brainer thing, but like until you go through the process, it's, it's like you don't know how to, you know, it takes a little bit to understand that what you're looking for during those race weekends. But then once you've done it, it's it's a completely different understanding that I can then yeah. take into this year. Well, let's 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 bring it in here too. You didn't come up through the entire road to Indy, so you'd never been to St. Yeah. Petersburg in a USF 2000 car at one speed, and then got a little bit quicker, right, to the to, to run in the Indy Pro 2000. Your first time coming through turn one, two, and three in the in the concrete canyon, as I call it, you were literally 
in an Indy Lights car hustling ass around. That's amazing. It, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. And and even to the point of you know the first oval at Gateway, yeah. it, it wasn't a USF or Indy Pro car where it's <laughs> 130 mile an hour. It was straight into a lights car doing you know 170 um, at at Gateway, for example. But um, no, it, it's it's really cool experience. It's a fantastic car, great platform uh, to prepare for Indy car in the future. Let's talk about uh, the progression throughout the year. Is there one race that you say, hey, you know, things in my head flicked on or whatever? Was there one race where you rolled in and you went, wow, I'm way more comfortable than I was earlier on? Or was it more of a mild progression throughout the season? I, th- I think it was a steady progression. But I, I think if you were to put like a pinpoint on it, Road America on was was very strong. Yeah, We drove from 10th to 2nd in, in one of the races at Road America. And one of the, that race weekend was all about managing tires. So um, that helped me understand a lot more about the tire, um, understanding slip angle, everything like that. And um, I, w- I would say to name an event, Road America onwards was was a turning point. Um, and then, yeah, the, the whole rest of the year, it was kind of consistently podium positions, top four. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just looking to, to start this year at you know, an even better note. Um, we've had a really good preseason test program here, so uh, I'm I'm just ready to get going. I'm I'm very enthusiastic. Yeah, that leads into the, uh, the the basic question of momentum, right? We talk a lot about that for young drivers. You have to have that confidence and you build that momentum up. You had so much momentum through the end of the season. Do you feel? And obviously, you just said this, but do you feel? Can you tan- can you really feel that you maintain that momentum through the off season so far? Yeah, every test we've been to this off season, we've pretty much been fastest except one where we were third quickest. So, um, from a you know, that's pure results wise. So it's been very good in the off season here. But then again, you know, it's just preseason testing. We don't really know until we we get going at St. <laughs> yeah. Pete. Um, but yeah, I I have some very clear goals with with my coach Jonathan George for this year. Um, you know, we're we're just gonna try to meet those goals every race, and you know. Hopefully we meet our big goal at the end of the year, but not not to get too specific into that because that's kind of you know what we're working on. But but obviously we're going to be battling for for wins and and just trying to keep consistent as much as possible this year. And that's it, right? You, you think about your growth from being a raw rookie last year at the start of the season to where you ended up with the confidence and the speed you had at the end of the season. Now you move into the, the next year. We know that a couple of guys are already gone. Obviously, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, David Malukas have moved on to IndyCar. So you kind of just work your way up the progression into being one of the title contenders. Uh, let's ask about that. You're going to roll in as a title contender. How much more pressure does that put on you? Are you, are, are you the kind of guy that feeds off that kind of pressure? Uh, I wouldn't say any pressure. I, I rather, I mean, you could definitely channel it into pressure, but I kind of choose to just f- channel it into positive energy. You know, yeah. when when people come up to me in the paddock during preseason testing, like at the Griffiths test, for example, everyone was like, you know, you're, you know, championship contender. How does it feel? I'm like, you know, it feels great. You know, this positive <laughs> energy is really nice. Um, just kind of like reassurance. It's, it's I just take it as a positive energy, but um, just kind of like try to soak it in. But at the end of the day, it's it's the same thing we're doing in the race car. Um, so just trying to maximize myself and better myself and, and meet my goals that I have. Um, and then everything from the outside, you know, I, I don't channel it into anything. It's just, you know, I just take it and, and, and make it positive energy, but I, I don't let any outside criticism be, you know, a, a, a determining, like, this is what you need to do for the year. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's down to me and, and the team working together as, as hard as we can to make the best possible result. Yeah, that's funny, right? Because you look at it as, as uh, pressure to perform 
Although really what it more, if you, it sounds the way you've approached it, it's more like, Hey, I'm here and this is an opportunity. This is my opportunity as opposed to the pressure being there. It's just, now I have the opportunity yeah. to make it happen. It's good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you mentioned your team and let's, let's talk about HMD and global because they kind of took the fight to the Andretti Autosport juggernaut last year, which I thought was exciting. Me being on pit lane with IndyCar radio. I love seeing it all happen. Your staff is essentially intact as it was for 2022. You got to be really buoyed by uh, the program that uh, that you know Henry and Christian put together uh, under the under the HMD Global. What a what a solid group of guys you have there. It's fantastic. You know, I'm really fortunate to be joining back with the same team again this year. If you know, when you look at the difference from the beginning of last year with the with a new team, new people to to this year with being comfortable with everyone. Um, I also moved here to the Indianapolis area at the end of last year. So, you know, I've spent so much time with the guys over yeah. the course of this preseason at the shop, personal life, um, you know, hanging out, going to dinner, stuff like that. So I, I feel like I really know them a lot better now. Um, and it, it just makes the whole uh, atmosphere, not that it wasn't good, but it just makes it so much stronger. Tighter. Um, yeah, tighter. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's it's it all it all adds up in terms of the whole package, in terms of being ready for the year. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a very happy mental state right now with the team. Um, and, and just, you know, we're all so excited to get going. I was at the workshop yesterday, going again tomorrow. We have a couple of things we're working on. Um, so, yeah, we go preseason testing again next week. And then, uh, yeah, we're, we're just, we're eager to get going. I love it. Now, that's funny you bring this up because, you know, Penske has a culture. Ganassi has a culture. Uh, Andretti has a culture. Same thing, obviously, with all the teams in Indy Lights. What's the culture like for HMD Global? Like you, you kind of mentioned, mentioned it. Is it a family atmosphere? Is it fun? Is there? There's obviously in any teams. There's underlying pressure to, to perform and to be to be essentially perfect. What, what's your feeling on on the culture that's developed under that tent? It's a very tight family. Um, you know, everyone is is there for a reason. They all want to be there to to do the best that they can. No one's there because they have to be there. Um, and when you're in an environment like that, it's just a it's a it's a very nice environment to be in because everyone has the same goal, even though everyone has different um, positions in what they do within the team. So it's it's just, you know, when you're when you're in with such a group like that, it just it just makes it you know a lot easier to to meet your goals, I feel. So yeah, it's a very tight family. Well, let's uh, let's do a couple questions before we roll into some some other fun questions that I've got here. Uh, what's who's working on the car this year? Who's your engineer and who's going to be uh, spanning the wrenches uh, on your race car this year? Yeah, so I'll be working with Yancey this year as my engineer. Uh, he was yep. uh, David Malukas's engineer last year. Um, two mechanics, uh, Beaker, uh, a nickname, one of my main mechanics, and then Jimmy as well. So they were on David's car last year as well. Um, but yeah, you know, honestly, it's those are the, the quote unquote main guys on my car. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, everyone within the team works together. So, you know, there was guys I worked with last year, not necessarily with this year, but, you know, we're still all talking together, trying to figure things out together. So it's um, by no means a, a, a big switch in that regard because um, everyone's okay. still working together. But but a couple of changes for this year. Yeah. All right. So then, obviously, Yancey D. Talevi, obviously a, a, a longtime engineer in the Indy Lights program. Uh, let's let's wrap this part up with this. What what are the expectations for St. Petersburg? Is it what what expectations do you as a driver put on yourself? Is it I got to go win here, or I've just got to go to perform? Is there any kind of expectations you're putting on yourself? Uh, my expectation is, you know, 
my coach JJ has a famous saying, it's like expect nothing, but accept everything. Um, so showing up to, to St. Pete, we're going to have a lot of confidence. I think we'll be quick. Um, but who knows what can happen? You know, mm -hmm. I think that's the mentality and, and we'll just try to maximize everything. Um, but no, it, it would definitely be nice to have a, a win early on in the year. But, you know, if that doesn't happen, then <laughs> at least be second, you know, if, if that's the position you're in. So, um, yeah, we have our goals for, for this year. And, and starting from St. Pete, we're just going to try to meet those goals. So. Yeah, one, one thing I always say to every, and this is obviously not your case, but for young drivers coming in in USF 2000, is always just maximize your opportunities, right? But yeah. you, never, you never know how good you're going to be when you roll out, of the, roll out of the trailer onto the track, but at least maximize your opportunities. Don't make any mistakes that, that end up putting you in the wall. Try to do the best you can and roll onto the next race, right? Yep, that's right. All right, so let's get in, let's get into this segment now. They've done it on IndyCar Radio before. My my friend Jake Query there does a, a getting to know section, and it's the it's the best title I can come up with. I got a bunch of questions that I'm going to ask you. So this is getting to know Benjamin Peterson. Some are going to be kind of racy at the start. We're going to get away from that near the end of it. More personal, all right? You ready okay. to go? All right, ready. let's start with it easy. What's your favorite racetrack? Huh. the whole calendar is really good, but. I really enjoy Barber. It's just fantastic facility, the whole flow, elevation, everything like that. I had a great time as well on, on the Oval at Gateway last year. So there, there are two pretty different things. They but, are. <laughs> um, I, I'm also really excited for the Oval, the new new Iowa Oval this year for our calendar. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. But honest, man, just every track on the calendar looks really fun. So <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are my favorites. You've driven a bunch of great race cars, right? You, obviously you're in the Delora IL 15 right now. What's a race car that you could say out there that I would really like to drive that car. Who I'd love to drive an Indy car to be completely honest. You All know, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the next step. And that, yep. it's the one car I'm, I'm just craving to want to try this year. Um, oh man. One race car. I mean, Indy cars up there. Um, maybe like a super formula car over in Japan would be pretty cool with the performance they have. Every, obviously, yeah. people are going to say F1 car. That, that would be amazing. But right. um, to think a little bit outside the box, that's maybe it. like a super formula. Yeah. All right. Something okay. Like so so I, I know that you've done some stuff on dirt, but that's with with dirt fish at the rally track, right? So we're coming, next week, and this is topical timing-wise of this podcast, we're coming up to the Chili Bowl next week. Uh would you ever drive a USAC midget? Would you like to try try one of those? It's funny. <laughs> what is it called? Last week there was the Tulsa shootout. Yeah. So I was watching it with one of the engineers on the team, and I was like, "Man, it looks fun. I'd, I'd like to try one." So yeah. I, I think I'm slowly getting myself into that possibility of trying one of those cars on dirt. I'd love to try it. You know, rally at, at Dirtfish. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's just so different, but but definitely I, I'd love to try that. Um, so, so to answer your question, yeah, definitely. And I just want to put it out there because we need to people like there's a there's a guy that wants to drive, try to drive one of these things. Yes. So there's lots of opportunities around Indiana, uh, Indiana to get into a midget car. That'd be fun. That's right. Yep. That'd be fun. Uh, all right. So uh, I'm a food guy, so we're gonna roll into food a little bit here, okay? Because um, okay. because you're 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 born in, in Denmark, you live in the U.S. up in Seattle. Great food up in Seattle, uh, yep. but you know you've obviously got some 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 family uh, family back in Denmark. So there's a little international flavor here. But let's say you're you're on the road to the race. The boys are driving to a race. You're on a road trip. You pull off the interstate for lunch or dinner, whatever it may be. You got to go to a fast food place. What's the what's the go-to fast food restaurant, and what do you get? It depends. Like, we travel a lot, right? So yeah. from state to state, there's different options. I love Jimmy John's if we're going for, like, a sandwich or something like that. that. 
yeah. Turkey Tom number four. Um, <laughs> oh man, there's a lot of options. That's it's, funny. I don't consider it fast food, but one of my favorite places to go is is Longhorn Steakhouse. They got a yeah. great salmon dish. It reminds me of home in Seattle because that's what I get every time. Salmon there is great. Yeah. yeah um, is. But yeah, you, you got your different list of options for fast food depending on yeah. what state you're in because that it does change depending on the state. Okay, I'm in this argument a lot. What's the best fast food or restaurant hamburger? What's what what What's place the best, has the best? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Is there one in and out burger? I like that. All right. See, I'm an in and out guy. Yeah. All right, you're into that. Good stuff. All right. So 100%. here's percent let's stay with this. On to pizza. Are you thin crust, regular, or thick crust? Like pan, thin. like thin. One hundred percent thin. Yep. yep. Okay, and it, we'll we'll wrap up. Here's a, here's a couple for you. Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Sure. Yeah, I'm in. All right, I'm, yep. I am too. I, I love <laughs> I love a hot Hawaiian. Yeah. Right, last last one for for the topic of food. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? If I was going to pick something healthy, I'd pick salmon. Yeah. Unhealthy, I'd definitely pick like a a good cheeseburger. <laughs> That's right. I'm the same. I'm yeah. probably the same way. I, yeah. I, I usually go sushi because I love I love or pasta. I love pasta. Oh, you do. All right. Maybe maybe like a salmon pasta dish. That's why they have like pasta. That. That's why they have it at HMD Global all the time. There's always pasta there when I go for lunch. <laughs> they take good oh, care of, of the drivers. They yes, do, they do. All right, away from racing. Uh, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Oh man. You know, racing, it's, you know, there's so much that goes into it that occupies your time from train. I train every day for an hour yeah. and a half. I'm at a gym here close, close here in Indianapolis with a lot of IndyCar guys. Um, and then I, I spend a lot of time on the simulator as well. But a day off, I've been starting to play a lot of golf recently. Um, really? That's a new hobby. Yeah. So, so I play with a lot of the guys on the team, um, even guys on, you know, you know, if it's from a different company or whatever, um, sponsor stuff like that. Golf's great sport. I really enjoy it. Graham um, Ray, Graham Ray Hull, Graham Ray Hull would tell you that's the best thing to do as a driver. To yeah, play golf because you get the chance to play in a lot of tournaments with a lot of sponsors, whatever it may be. Good, exactly. good for you. Good for so you. So I, I consider myself a professional golfer already because <laughs> um, I already made forty dollars in a little uh, tournament that we've been playing in out at um, a golf course here in Indianapolis. So I made 40 bucks. I consider myself a professional. Oh, you're a player. Yeah. I only hit a couple balls straight every now and then, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say golf. Good for you. That's awesome. All right. So obviously through COVID you're working out, you're training, you're on the sim, but everybody's streaming stuff on Netflix, Apple plus, whatever, Disney, whatever. What are you streaming right now? Is, there, is do you have a favorite show you like to watch? Um, I, I don't I don't sit down and watch a lot of like movies and TV TV like that. Um, I, I just kind of see whatever is out. I'm not like hard on one show right now specifically, okay. um, but yeah, just just kind of like go with the flow kind of guy in that regard. I don't well, have a specific answer. Right you're now. twenty. You're twenty two years old, so you've watched enough movies. What is what are we'll cap it off with this? Lastly, okay. What are, what are your favorite movies? Do you have a top five? Man, I mean, coming off of this holiday right now, Elf is up there. That's oh, yeah. a pretty funny yeah. holiday movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a big comedy guy. Like that's that's pretty much the only type of movies I watch is comedy. Right. Um, so anything in that genre, I'm, I'm game for. Uh, but Elf yeah. is pretty darn funny after watching it about eight times this, this holiday. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. Well, there you go. Well, then, listen, we just got to know you a lot better, Benjamin. I appreciate it, man. That's listen. 
Uh, again, we're I said 20 minutes. We're at 1953. That's Dang pretty on. solid right there. Nice job. <laughs> I appreciate that. Listen, man, uh, first off, good good luck in off-season testing. Can't wait to get to St. Petersburg. We get to see you in the, uh, the TireRack.com. Uh, I racing the the E series for the road duty. That's gonna be a bunch of fun too. I think I think that'll be cool to, to get back in, in the virtual world again, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Just to get in in the race atmosphere again. Yeah, get around everybody, right? Get back at it again. So exactly. hey, listen, uh, we appreciate it. obviously Indy Lights part of the IndyCar program. That's gonna be cool for you guys. You kind of move into the IndyCar paddock this year as well. So a lot of cool yep. stuff happening for Indy Lights. Yep, very excited. Very excited. There he is, folks. Like I said, one of the championship contenders this year in the Indy Lights program. Finished fourth overall last year with nine top fives. And in my mind, one of the strongest drivers in the second half of the 2021 season. Keep an eye on Benjamin Peterson this year, the driver out of Seattle for HMD Global Racing Group. It is going to be a awesome season of Indy Lights racing. Anywhere between 15 and 17 cars potentially lining up. We are wrapped up here for our first edition of the Road to Indy Insider Podcast for 2022. I really appreciate it, folks. On behalf of my guest, Benjamin Peterson, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.